You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. (laughs) Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Having a great time here on a terrific Football Tuesday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network, simulcast on Stadium for the next two hours. If you're watching us right now on Stadium, we appreciate you. We got two hours of badass wagertainment your way, getting you set to bet and win this weekend on the National Football League and also college football. Our friend Sam Paniotovich will stop by in 20 minutes, giving us NFL and college football bets for the weekend. We'll continue our handicap of Week 12 in the end. We're going we're gonna to have to haul ass, man, to get all of this in at this oh, point. I got, like I got more from last games. night, too. I'm not even done yet. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got a, we got a lot of content. We still got to get in, um, including the uh, the Chiefs game on Sunday uh, in Vegas against the Raiders. The Eagles hosting the Bills coming up on Sunday. More betting fallout from the Eagles, like shock win on Monday Night Football over the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of content. Hashtag content still on the way for me, Nick Costos, and him, Ken Barkley, Alex Christensen, aka Noops, still to come. Connor Allen still to come. Final hour, power hour, all our bets for tonight, uh, which will just be like a couple college basketball bets and uh, that's like five NBA games. That's, that's what you play the cards that we've been dealt. But great to be here with you on a Tuesday. And joining us right now on this Tuesday, normally comes on with us on Thursdays, but, you know, it's Thanksgiving. So we appreciate our next guest taking the time out on a Tuesday to join us to break down Week 12 in the National Football League. And that is our good friend, the great... Adam Chernoff, who is on Twitter at his name, at Adam Chernoff. He hosts a great NFL betting podcast, which drops daily. We encourage our listeners and viewers to check it out. Really good stuff. The Simple Handicap Podcast also does great work with our friends over at Right Angle Sports. And they have the Right Angle Sports app, a free download featuring insight and commentary from professional bettors on everything happening in the NFL. Churn will like send me these write-ups. Super detailed stuff, like really good, would encourage people to check it out. Churn, appreciate you popping on here on a Tuesday. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week 12 to you and yours happy week 12 to you guys as well happy thanksgiving week to you guys i i caught something in the intro this is i've been lucky enough to come on the show with you guys for a long time i like that wagertainment has evolved from wagertainment to badass wagertainment you snuck that in there i don't oh, know yeah. if, if ass flies on the radio but here we are oh ass flies all right yeah there's an ass <laughs> and it's bad that's that's what the rest of the show is going to be like it's wagertainment uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, a very, very wagertaining. That's what the first hour was. In the first hour, too, Adam, and I think you came on just as we were finishing this conversation. Just even a quick answer here, but just, I, you know, I think, I, I think I'm often viewed as arrogant, but it's like I like to get other people's opinions on this stuff. Nick and I both 
agree that Jalen Hurts is the new favorite to win most valuable player, despite a lot of yelling from the analytics community about it. Like we we think it's pretty straightforward. Like voters will reward the, the best player on the team with the best record by far. Do you agree with that? Or do you think there's like a something under the surface here where maybe some other players are more alive than the market thinks? I don't have a strong take. I'd leave the awards expertise to people like yourself, Ken. You know more about it than I will, and are able to spot value much better than I am too. Um, so I think he's rightfully the favorite just because the Eagles have the the top record and they're trending against a schedule where they can run up a pretty big win-loss split, which always goes a long way to the MVP side. Um, I, I would say just from from a distance, Brock Purdy, that far down at 16-1, to it seems to me like he's not getting enough respect overall. I'm not advocating a wager, uh, but I will I will look at that, and I'll be curious to get your thoughts later when I catch up on the pod. Yeah, sure. I think, and obviously, like maybe like that Niners Eagles game in a couple weeks, along with other yeah. games for the Eagles, obviously will will go a long way towards answering those questions. I like Brock Purdy's because Rodney Dangerfield all of a sudden not getting enough respect. Maybe that's true. Big time. Whatever. Uh, Churn, let's um let's start with the three Thanksgiving games, and and we can group Black Friday in as well with your team. Uh, honestly, like I think I'd rather be a fan of my team than your team right now. Just just, <laughs> just saying, even though you beat us a couple weeks ago, still rather be a Giants fan than a Jets fan right now. So let's do those games first, Churn, and we'll get your takes, and then we'll we'll transition to Sunday's game. So Thursday, Lions laying seven and a half against the Packers. No Aaron Jones, basically all but confirmed. Totals forty seven. Dallas laying eleven against the Commanders, forty eight and a half the total. C D Lamb, a full pr- uh, participant in Tuesday's practice after he was limited on Monday, so C D Lamb on track to play. The Niners laying six and a half in the nightcap on Thanksgiving on the road in Seattle against the Seahawks total of 43 where we expect Geno Smith to start but no Kenneth Walker for Seattle and then the Dolphins laying 10 on the road at the Jets on Black Friday with Tim Boyle set to start for Gang Green and uh, Trevor Simeon will be the backup. Zach Wilson for some reason is still on the roster which is mystifying to me and many others. So Thanksgiving Black Friday any bets for you in those four games Adam? So I have a bet on the Friday game, but I'll just quickly go through the Thursday games if that's okay. Give some thoughts, and then people sure. listening can kind of take that and put it in the bank. Does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's do Packers-Lions to start. These Lions games in Detroit are just having ridiculous offensive outputs. And I don't know if it's quite high enough. It's moved up a couple of points, enough so that I'm scared off of betting a game with the Green Bay Packers over 47 and a half. Uh, but I really think that this game could could get up there and score. And so I think it's going to be a fun game to start. Personally, I'll be looking at a lot of in-play opportunities within this game. Uh, I think if you see the Packers trailing, Jordan Love passing attempts is going to be something to look at in play to the over. Um, so I think, I think it starts off with a pretty entertaining game. But I, to me, total's a little too high. Middle game, I really want to take the 11 with Washington. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to wait. Let's see how high it gets. There's secondary injuries for the commanders, which worries me a lot because it's a secondary that's no good to begin with. They traded away their pass rushers a couple weeks ago. Dallas with CeeDee Lamb practicing in full at 100%, they could put up a ridiculous number. The one thing that I, I don't necessarily agree with is Dallas had a really bad offensive performance last week against the Panthers, just five yards per play. And they got upgraded quite a bit here. And I think it's really overreacting to that Washington loss. And so, like, if this creeps up a little more, I'll probably be intrigued with Washington. In the late game, to wrap it up, um, I would say that it's the same thing where I would look to the dog at Seattle. 
Uh, but again, it's it's six and a half. If it was still hanging around seven and I knew Gina was in, that would probably get me there. From a prop angle, I think George Kittle can potentially have a very big game. And from an in-play angle, if the Seahawks are trailing with the Kenneth Walker stuff, they love throwing the football to Charbonnet. And they're trying to get him more involved within the offense, too. Um, it's been sort of pushed for by Pete Carroll. And so if Seattle's playing from behind and trying to catch up to San Francisco, they're probably going to try to force a couple targets his way as well. So it might be a really short number with how well the Niners defend, but um, that's how I'd look at that late game on Thursday. And then, Adam, so that's the that's the Thanksgiving game. They're really good thoughts. But it's like, oh, well, I don't have any bets, but here's 19 angles that are all really smart to get. So maybe we should do that for every game. Uh, Dolphins, Jets. Tim Boyle going to start a quarterback on Black Friday Ooh. against the Dolphins. This announcement cause and it's just so funny right like i said this yesterday it's not a mystery like we all know zach wilson's awful and yet his replacement still drives the other team to get bet like as if as if tim boyle somehow even worse like how is that even possible and yet it somehow seems possible uh the dolphins were seven and a half now it's tim boyle now it's 10 uh the total's 41 black friday game uh what bets do we like here i like over 41 pregame and you're right like I saw that move and, and the side was at seven and a half and it went to 10 and I'm like, okay, that like I, the Jets defenses or Jets offense, pardon me, has been so awful that like you can see it getting potentially slightly worse with Tim Boyle. I don't necessarily agree that it's as much worse as the market is indicating, but I, I look at this now and it's a total with the Miami Dolphins at 41, which is three and a half points lower than any game they have been involved with all season. And and believing that the drop-off from Wilson to Boyle is not as significant as the market is making it, when I look at this total and how much this fell off as well, it was at 42.5, and we're now down to 41. The, like, I see 41 in the game with the Dolphins' offense. I just want to bet the over. And if there's a chance that Boyle gives the Jets even one decent drive. That's more than you're going to get from Wilson. And that's more than enough to help out with this total. There's familiarity between him and Hackett, too, from their Green Bay days. So, like, maybe it's something. Maybe it's a drive. Maybe it's two drives, although that would be asking a whole lot from the Jets' offense. But for me, 41 with the Dolphins' offense, I'll take the over. And just to support what Churn just said, this literally like just hashtag cross the wire moments ago, a.k.a. like a push notification on my phone. Devon HN limited practice on Tuesday, like today for Miami, which like probably puts him on track to play in the game on Friday. We'll obviously talk about this more tomorrow. Maybe he doesn't play, but that's a good sign early in the week for the uh, the Dolphins electric rookie running back. Lasted one carry on Sunday against the Raiders before he left with that knee injury. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on Tuesday. Getting bets for NFL Week 12 from our good friend Adam Chernoff, the Simple Handicap Podcast and Right Angle sports on twitter at adam chernoff all right so great stuff on the thursday games a bet for black friday with the jets and the dolphins let's turn our attention to sunday churn what stands out to you on the board is there like a favorite play that you have either side or total uh there's a total and a side we'll start with the total and go bucks colts over 43 and a half um this is a spot where i think tampa bay and their offense maybe getting a little bit looked over. Last week against a great San Francisco defense, ended up with a 51% offensive success rate. And they've gone away from a lot of their excessive first and second down runs in the last couple weeks and really let Mayfield throw it a bit. But against this Colts defense, I think no matter which way they go, they're going to have success. The Colts defense in the secondary has been one of the worst units all season. It's a bad matchup against Godwin and Evans. And then their run defense, incredibly today, they get rid of Shaq Leonard, 
who's widely regarded as one of the better linebackers in the NFL. And so it's a run-stopping unit that struggled all season long that now if the Bucks want to just mash White into the back of the offensive line uh, for, for, for a better part of three quarters, they're probably going to get some yardage from doing it against this Colts defense. And so I think the Bucks move it. And then the Colts matchup on the other side, Minshew struggled the last two games, but he's going to get a Bucks defense that is likely without two starters in the secondary with Dean and Davis, both hurt as well as Levante David, their best coverage linebacker as well. So I think the Indy can move the football. And so to me here at 43 and a half, we're still short uh, below the key of 44. Adam, let's uh, talk about the Giants-Patriots game. Like I think a classic example of, I think in order to watch this game from start to finish, you probably have to have money on it, even if you're a fan of either of the teams. Because honestly, if you're a fan of other teams, I guess you just tune in to root for misery. Like, I hope we lose, get a better draft pick. Uh, the Patriots are three, <laughs> three and a half. It's kind of been bouncing back and forth all week with a very low total on the road at MetLife Stadium, 33 and a half. Uh, in order to make this game watchable for us here in about a minute, what is uh, what is a bet that you like? We're going to watch the whole thing start to finish and love every minute of it. Um, Okay, so I like the Pats 3 minus 20. There's been no announcement on who the quarterback is going to be. So there is a chance because of how we've seen some of this quarterback news result in a drop-off. We just talked about Wilson the boil. We can look at Watson the DTR and how excessive that was. If the Pats go with someone like Greer or Cunningham, we're probably going to see this drop a little bit more. But to me... I, this is this is almost unthinkable to be here with the Giants at this price. It, even if we go back like four days, and we would have never said that this is a game that was going to be three. This was going to be five and a half or six. And to get this low uh, because of what the Giants did against that commander secondary, I, I just I have to back Belichick against Devito. I, I, I'll I'll take that, and and laying only three seems like a very good deal to do it. So uh, I like it here. But keep in mind, you might get better if the QB news breaks. Churn, you had mentioned a favorite side bet in addition with the total, which you mentioned uh, the Bucks colts going over. Uh, I don't know if the Patriots was going to be that bet for you. Do you have another favorite side bet you like for Sunday? The Pats were the side that I mentioned within that. Um, but I could go to one more and look at the L.A. Rams plus one and a half uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. They get Kyron Williams back, which I think is just enormous for the Rams offense especially with Stafford, who's now, I mean, he's not 100% in the pocket. He, he, you can tell he's beat up. But Williams was really that safety option for him to get rid of the ball quickly. He was also the main guy in the running game, which the Rams haven't had for the better part of a month and a half now since that injury happened. And so you put him back in the lineup. The Cardinals no longer have Kaiser White, who was their every down linebacker, who was great in coverage, as well as against the run, was flying around. You take him out of the equation. It's a bad Cardinals defense that the Rams know very well, and they get one of their main guys back that can really change this offense up. Cup playing would be a boost, but just looking at this, assuming Cup might not be able to go, I'd still be comfortable laying the one with the Rams. Um, I think it's a good matchup for them. So that would be another side that I would squeak in there. Adam, just like 15 or 20 seconds here. I know you wanted to say something about Ravens Chargers, right? On, on Sunday night, Ravens about three and a half in about 15 seconds. Yeah, I, I the spreads come off of four at three and a half. I still think you can look at the Chargers. The Ravens without Andrews, I think that's going to be a tough adjustment. And this is kind of a do or die for the Chargers. So they typically end up in close games. I would take the Chargers here at home on Sunday night football. What do you guys do in Canada on Thursday? Well, I watch football all day, which I love. So it's like a celebratory day from afar. 
we had the Thanksgiving for us back in October in line with the harvest. But to me, Thursday in football has been a tradition for 20 years now. So um, I'm celebrating right there with you guys. Just the, the friends and family aspect, not so much. I just love like in line with the harvest. Like yeah, this it's all is about like, the harvest. You know, like, 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 it's like, it's like, like, it's like fourteen fifty-eight. Well, it's the harvest. Yeah. Now we know we can turn around the table. <laughs> the moon turns and butter, what's the football? Jolly, you're eating pie yeah. in the field. It's a great yeah. time. I yeah, gotta tell you, eating pie in the fields. Right. Eating pie in the field sounds pretty good. Uh, on <laughs> yeah. Twitter at Adam Turn off the Simple Handicap Podcast. Download the Right Angle Sports app featuring insight and commentary from pro betters on everything happening in the NFL. Churn, good luck with the bets this weekend. Stay well. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well as the listeners as well. Chat next week. The, the great Adam Chernoff joining us on the show. Sam Paniotovic coming up next. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Jamison Williams started to feel a factor in the Lions' passing offense. Adam Amin with the call this past weekend. Maybe the Lions will score a lot of points. Maybe the Packers will score a lot of points as well on Thursday. Maybe the game will go over the total. Maybe not. We'll discuss that and more coming up with our friend Sam Paniotovich in a moment. But more from myself and Ken Barkley 20 minutes from now. Betting fallout of the Eagles win last night on Monday Night Football against the Chiefs. We'll continue to talk most valuable player and offensive player of the year conversation as well coming up in 20 minutes. We still got a handicap. Week number 12 in the NFL. We will get to all the games. We know there is still a lot. We will get to all of it. We have a lot of the power hour to do it with, uh, you know, only like five games tonight in the NBA. Uh, Our friend Alex Christians and Noops still to come. Connor Allen still to come as well. But joining us right now, the aforementioned Sam Paniotovich, uh, who you can follow on Twitter at SB Shoot. You watch him talk about sports betting on Nesson. You read his sports betting writing on FoxSports.com. And also check him out on the Bear Bets podcast with our pal Chris Felica. And his sports betting podcast is Chicken Dinner, which we encourage all our listeners to check out. Sammy, welcome back to the show. Happy early Thanksgiving to you and the family. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Happy early Thanksgiving, indeed. I actually get two Thanksgivings this year because I do the Boston Thanksgiving, and then we do family Thanksgiving a week after because I got my parents are in Florida, my brother's in Chicago, so it's a lot easier for us and a lot cheaper for us to do Thanksgiving the week after. There's a, a nice trick for those of you that work in the, in the media. You can do two Thanksgivings if you play your cards right. But can you guys, before we talk about a lot of these games that are on like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on Tuesday – can you guys help me settle this debate? I was texting with a friend yesterday, and this friend, I'm not going to say he or she, this friend said, who do you like tonight? And I said, Chiefs minus two and a half. And this person said, well, I kind of like the Eagles. Okay, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck. Right after the drop from MVS and the drop from Watson, I get a text in all caps with three exclamation points, fly, Eagles, fly. You can't do that, right? Like, we, we all agree with this, correct? <laughs> well, like, I mean, like yeah. Some, like, I mean, unwritten you, rules. <laughs> well, well, it's like, well, I would say, like, you know, like, because we all, who wants that after you lose a bet? And, and like, for me, like, it doesn't even yeah. matter if the person, like, I kind of like the Eagles, like, whether that person actually bet the game or not. Like, Sam bet the game. So, yeah, like, I, I would be really annoyed. Like, because, like, we lose, like, we like we lost. Like, I, I had the Chiefs also. I don't want to get a text like that. When I get tweets like that from people, I mute them. So, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Ken. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of, like, foul play a little bit. 
well, I, mean, I think like everybody's got friends that kind of like you got the friends that you give each other crap all the time for stuff and if like that's what it is then that's what it is but if it's especially if it's just like an acquaintance who like you don't know like that well and they're just like hey what's up how about that bet you lost be like great we're not friends anymore <laughs> like right, like awesome but, but if it's like you know, if it's your close friends and you kind of needle each other all the time i think that's good so sam i think it kind of depends on like what what this is but i mean look do i want to get texts saying that when i bet on stuff like when when the the eagles win last night and dak prescott becomes way less likely to win mvp do i want all those texts like oh dak not gonna win now like of course not so or I like think hurt hurts hurt hurt so good hashtag mvp oh, like you wouldn't God. be pissed about yeah. that of course you would right yeah yeah absolutely so I don't don't give out my phone number. <laughs> All right. So so Sam, so Sam, I think we are in lockstep here. So what is this person who I'm guessing is a female based on the way you set that up? Is this person like a good friend or just like an acquaintance or like well, where are we at here with this relationship? It's definitely not not a female. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say acquaintance. I think that's fair. I mean we didn't grow up together, didn't go to high school together. I I wouldn't say anywhere near best friends, but I just I think you can't text that after such a dramatically point spread altering play. Like, I guess I should have put it on that. Like I can say, like if I pick the Cowboys to lay 18 and they lose outright, like I can handle that, but you can't text me that after not only the Kelsey fumble, the, the six drops for the chiefs and then MVS drops a freaking touchdown. Like I, I would never do that to anybody else. So I don't want anybody else to do that to me, period. I, I agree with it yeah. again for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always like, rather than yell at me, just like go go bet. Like I'm yeah, I'm on one side, go be on the other money. side. Great, and then, right? And then and then after you win, you know what you get to do instead of instead of writing a tweet or like sending a text, you have more money. And I'm wrong. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. Like it's the best. Like who wouldn't want to do that? Just go bet. Like just go bet. Like, and I love the thought. It's like, like bet. Yeah. this person's like, did, yeah. does Sam know that he lost? Let me let me make right. sure he does. I must I I alone must make sure that this wrong has been righted. So Sam, obviously, um an outcome that you did not want on Monday night football, uh, that Nick and I didn't want either for for different reasons. And what it sets up now is the Eagles like really in the driver's seat here to be the best team in the league from a record standpoint. And as a result of that, being on that track, best team in the league, uh, Jalen Hurts is the favorite to win most valuable player. We'll do some of your bets in a second. College football, obviously not even for the weekend for every day coming up um and also nfl thanksgiving and sunday but just do you agree do you think jalen hurts is the most likely player to win most valuable player he's not the mvp of the league he might not even be the mvp on his his own team i, I think this is so dumb now that we basically and i say we because i'm a part of it we we in the media have this conversation every week and we basically land on who do we land on every week the quarterback of like the, the sexiest team now, like that's basically the conversation every week. Remember two weeks ago, it was uh, Lamar Jackson. Four weeks ago, it was Brock Purdy. Now it's Jalen hurts. And I, look, I think, I think AJ Brown's actually, you know, been, he didn't play well last night, but AJ Brown to date to like Sunday, Monday morning was the best player on the Eagles. Jalen hurts had a sensational game including a dime of a throw to the end zone that, that got ruled on at the one yard line. He was the best player clearly last night. He has not been the best player on his team though, all season long. And I, I would not bet Jalen hurts five to two. I think, you know, Prescott, maybe if, if they can win, like if you're looking for numbers right now, clearly I'm not going to tell you bet hurts Lamar Mahomes. Cause those guys are all four to one or less. Prescott 15 to one. If he keeps throwing the ball like this and the Cowboys keep winning 
And I look, you guys know I have Tyreek Hill. I've got him at 125 to one. He is the best player on a Dolphins team that might win the East and win 12 games. And if they do that, it's more him than it is Tua. This guy is just unconscious right now. What do they have? 130, 140 yards last week. Again, he's just, he's going to break the receiving record. I know that a receiver has never won it, but in a year where the quarterback play has been kind of average, I mean, the Browns guys have more points than the chiefs. How do you give Patrick Mahomes the MVP? Jalen Hurts almost has 10 interceptions. How do you give him the MVP? These guys are not the best player in the league right now. I I think this is as wide open as it's been. And why not let a receiver come in there this year? Now, yeah, I want to cash my ticket, but if Tyreek Hill gets 2,000 yards and 15, 17 touchdowns on a first-place Dolphins team, to me, he's the MVP. I think it's going to make for a really fascinating conversation coming down the stretch of the NFL season with so many varied opinions here yeah. on Most Valuable Player. Yeah, yeah. and uh, do a little more coming up next segment. You better you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Tuesday, getting bets here for Thanksgiving uh, and moving forward here, the National Football League and college football with our friend Sam Paniotovich from Nesson Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Sam on Twitter at SP Shoot. Sam, we came back from break with the Lions highlight, right? They end up coming back to beat the Bears on Sunday. Didn't cover the spread, but they did cover teaser legs, which was very important to some, a.k.a. me. I really needed it, and I'm really happy it happened. They host the Packers on Thursday. Total sitting at about 48 Lions and Packers on Thursday. What is your bet for, uh, if any, for Detroit and Green Bay in the uh, the first game on Thanksgiving? I, I hate talking about the over since it's ran to 47, and obviously it's a, it's a wise guy play. They bet it up. They took over 45, five and a half, six, and even six and a half. Um, this morning, somebody bet over 47 at a very respected Vegas shop and they moved it to 47 and a half. And I'm like, Holy cow. You know, that's not, that's not little old ladies that are betting 20 bucks, you know, firing on that over. That's, that's a serious bet from a serious player, especially to move it off to 47. Now, eventually the buyback has come and a lot of the books are back to 47. And I, I still think guys, the, the way that the lions play, not only from an offensive pace standpoint, but they can be beat in the secondary. And I know that Jordan Love isn't Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre or even Don Mikowski. But, I mean, this offense has gotten better, and it's been behind the ability to play action. You know, if they can run the ball, they can move the ball. I think that over 47 is, is still a decent bet. Obviously, it's probably going to, you know, trickle up a little bit more as we get closer to game day, which is two days from now. We're going to get probably 47 and a half, maybe a 48. 47 is the last call, though. It's the last stop before you hit the station. You can't bet over 47 and a half. I still think at 47, this is an okay play. Not as much as I liked it at the 45s and 46s of the world, but at 47, I would still go over. Sam, another game on uh, on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys and the Commanders. Uh, we, we talked to Adam Chernoff about this last segment. He he keeps trying to talk himself into taking the 11 with Washington, but you can like hear in his voice that he's so reluctant to do it because of like how the Cowboys have run up the score on a bunch of these teams this year. Uh, what about what about this game and uh, and maybe the rest of Thanksgiving if you have anything else? So I'm in the same boat. We're taking numbers. We're, we're certainly not betting teams. I mean, if, if we were betting teams, we wouldn't be having this conversation because I would just pass it. But, you know, the look ahead in the summer was Dallas seven and a half, eight. The look ahead two weeks ago was Dallas nine, nine and a half. And now we're through 10. And I, I know people will say that it doesn't matter. Well, it does kind of matter actually, because now 35, 24 is a push. 24, 13 is a push. 
You know, 20 to nine is a push, even though I feel like the football team formerly known as the football team is going to move the ball down the field because they have a quarterback that can flat out fling it. I don't, I'm not going to get crazy and say, you know, they win, they, they have a lead at half. I just, I feel like with the gambling that Ron Rivera tends to do in games like this, it is going to be enough to give me a chance. The whole world's going to bet the Cowboys. Everybody I talked to said, well, the Cowboys beat bad teams. <laughs> it's built into the line. Clearly the odds makers are aware that the Cowboys beat bad teams. I'm just not laying 11. I refuse to do it, and I will hate myself when it's 17-3 to at half, but I will be on the dog. All right, so Sammy will roll with the Washington Commanders in, uh, in the middle game coming up on Thanksgiving. Sam, let's get a college football pick from you. It's like a pretty legendary side and total market here in this Iowa-Nebraska game coming up. And Nebraska about a two-and-a-half-point home favorite in the total, 26-and-a-half. Uh, Sammy, any bets for you with Iowa and Nebraska? We've done this the last month or so. You just bet the total under on Monday or Tuesday, and, and you're going to beat the market. Um, you know, we saw a game, I think it was Iowa Northwestern, when it opened up was 30 and a half. You know, we didn't want to bet it on Sunday, Monday, but you just knew that eventually it was going to close lower. And that total closed, I want to say, 27 or 26 and a half. I, I laid under 27. You know, at 26 and a half, obviously don't like it as much, but – I'm not going to say, oh, stay away at 26 and a half. Guys, I mean, this is 10-7. This is 14-10. And I know that there's not a lot of wiggle room. There's not a big margin for error. But you need a quarterback to score against Iowa. And Nebraska just doesn't have any solutions. They're throwing, you know, Chuba out there. And people are trying to sell me on Chuba now. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, Iowa's defense is going to suffocate Nebraska. And we know that Iowa can't throw the football. So this is going to be like, guys, there might be more, more punts than points in this game. Like, that's where we're at. This is horrible football. It's going to be six to three at half. And there's just no big play ability, not to mention the best part about Iowa's team was their return man, Cooper DeGene. Because he would get the punt at the 30 and run it to the 45, and then they would get 10, 20 yards and kick a field goal. Well, he's out for the year. So their best return man and their best field flipper is out. This is just going to be third and out, third and out, third and out, and we're just going to punt up and down the field until somebody eventually wins 13 to 10. <laughs> Sounds riveting. Right? So, but to your point, like that sometimes the total can be really, really low. It can still go like uh, Brown Steelers on Sunday. Like everybody bets the under. Oh, it's like too low. Actually, actually it was – like 10 points too high, as it turns out. Sam, in like 30 seconds here, this could be Black Friday, Sunday NFL, Michigan, Ohio State, like anything else going on this weekend in about 30 seconds, any other bet that you like? I lean over on uh, on the game in Ohio State and Michigan. I, those last four or five meetings have just been explosive. And then I can tell you right now, I'm going to break news on your program. The bartender texted me this morning very early. I don't know what it was. He loves the Jacksonville Jaguars minus one and a half against Houston. There you go. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, well, well, Ken and I will talk about that game coming up next hour on the show. Sammy, sincerely appreciate it. I, I need to, like, think about, like, multiple Thanksgivings. It sounds really good. Sounds really good. Uh, Sammy on Nesson. 
Fox Sports, the Chicken Dinner Podcast, on Twitter at SP Shoot. No one text him, please, if any of the bets lose. Also, like, I hate that too, so I will co-sign with Sammy there. Sam, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family, my friend. Enjoy. Good luck with the bets. We'll catch up with you next week. Enjoy your families, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Our pal Sam Paniotovich here on the show. I'm, I'm, I, I don't even like when my friends do that. Even, like, my good friends. It's like, guys, like, like I, I lost. Like, I lost money. Yeah. Like, do I really need it's to just... be razzed after I lost money? <laughs> and your friends will be like, yeah, you really need to. <laughs> it's true. And then I'll just, like, I'll just, I'll just ignore it. And then, like, guess what? We're still going to be friends. Why can't we be? On the other side, uh, more fallout from last night's Eagles-Chiefs game. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Absolutely loaded show today. Still got to get to a bunch of games coming up week 12 in the National Football League. Conversations next hour with Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops, talking NBA. Connor Allen with NFL Prop Bets for the weekend. Power Hour, final hour, featuring all our bets for tonight. But before we get to all of that, we still got to hit some fallout from the Eagles' stunning 21-17 road win at Kansas City on Monday Night Football. Uh, We'll get to Offensive Player of the Year coming up in a second. But, Ken, I know you still had some more on NFL Most Valuable Player. And we ended our number one having, like, a great discussion about it like if the Eagles do this then who wins but Jalen Hurts obviously is the favorite right now in the market what else do you have for us here on NFL MVP I feel like we we had some really good conversation and I just want to make sure we landed on like a like a a synopsis like something is there anything actionable yes no if so what is it like did you bet anything like that kind of stuff because the discussion was great and I I, I just love playing out that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, if this happens, like who wins? And uh, and so I think, look at like, did I, did I bet anyone to an MVP like when the market reopened this morning? No. Uh, I have uh, speculative bets on Burrow from the start of the year, which are now losses. And I bet a lot of Dak Prescott uh, prior to the games that were played this past weekend. Now, the funny thing is the Dak bets aged really well. His price is way shorter than what we bet. Like that in that in that way it was a good bet uh really 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 needed the chiefs to win that game for that bet to like really catch fire and be really good because when they play in a couple weeks the cowboys and eagles like i need the eagles to have at least one more loss now i kind of need the bills to win honestly on sunday in order for that bet to like gain regain life to a certain extent um why would i not bet anything right now uh the market has hurts installed as the favorite based on the fact they won the game and now how like the standings look, I am also forced to conclude he is the most likely player to win right now. So the market has it one way. I have it the same way that he's the most likely. That does not create a bet. Um, I don't think he's more likely to win really than that price within reason. Uh, the the Lamar price is a, is a little interesting and confusing just because uh, like it, it makes no sense to me but people seemed to be into it. (laughs) So I have to be like, all right, I guess not that I would bet it, but just like, okay, I guess his price has to be very low. Uh, I think Mahomes is very, very unlikely to win. Now the stats profile is going to look just like everybody else's. The, the sort of narrative of this season has nothing to do with his performance and has everything to do with people dropping passes and the defense being really good. The numbers won't look anything like they did last year when he won the award. He feels impossibly far behind everyone, despite the fact he could end up being the one seed. Like I think about that for a second, but that's how it feels. That's how it feels to me. I think it's how it feels to Nick. Uh, Tua lost every test game and failed and they can win every game the rest of the season. I actually think he's 0%. And I, part of that is I think they have the offensive player of the year on their team in all likelihood, which is how they honor sort of that team's accomplishments. So you sort of, like for me, like cross Mahomes, cross Tua, cross everyone after Dak, 
Josh Allen's like a very bizarre candidate. I guess I can't cross him, but like Stroud, no. Goff, no. McCaffrey, no. All non-quarterbacks, no for now. Let's see how quarterbacks play the, the next few weeks. just bet the Bills to win? Just on Josh Allen, just like bet the Bills yeah. to win the game on Sunday, right? Because like they, if they lose, like you can't win. It's how, over. how about like parlay them to win every game the rest of the season? Which will <laughs> sure. pay way more. I mean, they, they, can't lose, they can't lose another game for him to have any shot. Maybe the, the 10 and 7, they're gonna, he's going to win the award, or 11 and 6. Seems really unlikely. Um, so there's ways to it. Like if you, again, if you like this guy, there's kind of like, if you like Josh Allen, you could just bet the Bills in all these games. You're totally right. So for me, it's like, all right, it's... It's Hertz as the favorite. It's Lamar. And I, I don't know what to do with him. And I don't like him as a candidate, but who cares what I think? It's just sort of like people seem to like him a lot as a candidate. And then it's it's Dak and Brock Purdy. And this is where I just want to say, like, I, I try to talk to as many people as possible that also, like, bet this stuff and think about it all the time. There, there are def- I will also say there are lots of smart people out there that like to have conversations with about this. And it's been very interesting to talk to him about this market specifically the last few weeks. Um, I, I have a couple people that I talk to that are like Dak and Purdy, like bet both as aggressively as possible. Like that's what it is. Like their statistical case is enough that if they're close to Hertz, they, they can win. Like if they're one game behind or something like that. And I, I agree. And I know the prices are really long, 15s ish each. I just like, I think you should just bet them against the Eagles and get the money then. And like, you'll get less of it because obviously like the money line against the Eagles will be lower, but also there's a way where like they, they could win the game. Like, let's say you bet Brock Purdy to win MVP and the Niners beat the Eagles. You are in no way guaranteed of Brock Purdy winning MVP. But if, if you need him to win MVP, they have to win that game. So like, it's it's not like a one to one court like you just bet like they have to win that game and you definitely get the money when they win the game <laughs> like as opposed to betting Brock Purdy to win MVP and they beat the Eagles and Lamar Jackson wins and it's like and then and then you got the result you wanted in the game and he still didn't win I just like I, I think I would rather do that if you liked them at this point maybe like well you bet Dak I bet him thinking the chief I thought the Chiefs would win last night. And then I, this ticket would be awesome, and now it's not. So just, uh, I think that's what it is. And I know, like, you know, Sam came on, and Adam came on, and I, I know everyone's going to be like, look, like the numbers for Jalen Hurts aren't great. Like, I totally get that. And I, I get that maybe we shouldn't give out the award this way, but just I view my job as a better, basically not what I think. What does it seem like people are going to do? What does it seem like they're going to do? And the history of this award is it seems like they're going to give it to somebody like Jalen Hurts. That's what it seems like to me. So like if that if I think that's what they're going to do, who cares that I think that's stupid? Or who cares that I think someone has better EPA or whatever? If it seems like that's what they're going to do if they win all these games, that's what I think they're going to do. So when we get further down the road, that's what we're going to have to figure out. How much resistance is there really to this idea that he can win MVP? I don't think there's going to be that much if they win a lot of the games. I actually don't think there's going to be that much. There just is right now because he just had a bad game against the Chiefs. So I'm not betting it right now. I think the market can still be really interesting. I'll just throw out there that like other people who bet this that I think are smart think Purdy and Dak are like all systems go price drop coming like really big time candidates in this market, which is interesting. And I thought I'd share that also. Uh, last note here on MVP, and then let's do Offensive Player of the Year. Just to do it, and I know you had mentioned in the first hour of the show, you don't think these guys are going to win. But we should talk about them, right? Because they're two of the other guys towards sure. the top of the board. They're playing each other this week in the AFC South. Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud. The price is a bet MGM right now. Stroud, 18-1. to 1, Lawrence, 25-1. to 1. Stroud, obviously extremely likely to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think he can win MVP. But look, 
he's he's among the top choices, and like a lot of people are talking about it. Maybe like a loser leaves town match for for one of these quarterbacks, and like I don't think either one will win. But Ken, give us like a little bit on uh, Stroud and Lawrence. Texans Jaguars played this week, and then we'll do a little offensive player of the year. Yeah, so you know, obviously, like Jacksonville. Where am I right now? Uh, like Jacksonville has a like a a pretty big record, I guess. But Lawrence's stats trail the other big time players. And again, I just listened to the conversation. The team was like, he's not a part of the conversation. He's just not. Stats aren't a part of the conversation. I don't think Jacksonville for people are a part of the conversation. I don't think winning more games is also going to fix that. They're almost like a Detroitish kind of team. And I don't, I'm not saying Peterson would win Coach of the Year. Just that, like, I don't think the quarterback's going to get crazy credit without the team's playing right now. Like the defense has actually been pretty good. That's kind of what's guided some of their success. Uh, Stroud will have awesome numbers. I, my problem here is, like, give me the realistic Houston record at the end of the year. Like, just what do you really think their record's going to be? And don't say like, well, they're going to win out and be like 13 and four cool then he could win also why don't you just parlay houston's money line in every game and get 900 to one out of it if that's really what you want to do like and that's i think that's the record it's going to take i don't think i don't think we're handing out 10 and 7 mvps this year i think that's going to happen no matter how bad the quarterbacks are i think i think when when the records like when stroud has the best numbers and he's on that team they're gonna it's gonna default to like all right let's give it to jalen hurts he's the quarterback of the best team let's do that and we'll give stroud offensive rookie of the year and maybe coach of the year but i don't think so so it's just Sure, like this is subjective. I really think I'm right on both those guys. I, I don't I think the more interesting conversations are like the the guys who the metrics love who are gonna be like a game or two behind Hertz. And how and what do you wait? This is actually a Heisman conversation too, which is crazy. It's Nick's is gonna win way more and Daniels is gonna have better numbers. Who do you think people are gonna vote for? And people and the all the straw polls we have is it's like kind of a dead heat. And I don't think people know who we're gonna vote for. And maybe this ends up being the same thing. You better you bet with Nick and Ken talking awards in the NFL in the wake of the Eagles win on Monday Night Football against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. All right, Ken, let's do Offensive Player of the Year for a couple of minutes here to wrap up the hour. Tyree Kill, uh, after a couple of weeks being like the co-favorite in the market along with Christian McCaffrey, is now the sole favorite atop the board at BetMGM. Tyree Kill plus 110, McCaffrey plus 175. A.J. Brown airballs on Monday night. Devontae Smith has a huge game. Brown drops to plus 700. C.D. Lamb, 14-1, to 1, and I think we can really focus, Ken, on those four guys in this market yeah i'm really i uh i'm a little surprised that this market stayed so stable with what happened last night like a, a complete like gutter ball by aj brown like of a performance which now creates a massive gap between tyree kill and everybody else he's up 200 yards on every other receiver he's also leading the league in touchdowns the only thing that's preventing me from just absolutely blasting this thing is that they play the jets a couple times coming up and that might be pretty tough and he might not get big yards. And I always try to be forward looking and be like, what do I think is going to happen this weekend? It's not the best matchup to like build the lead. He's got the lead right now. He probably has it by a lot. It's just not a great matchup to build the lead. So I have to like somehow, and I have Tyreek from earlier, but I mean like really nuke this thing. I have to kind of hope, I have to hope that like things kind of stay the same for one more week, honestly. Can I get through the Jets game and it kind of looks like this and the market kind of looks like this. Can I get to that? And then I think it's like Tyreek going away. I actually would make him easily a minus price, maybe even like minus 150, minus 175 to win. And this is what we did last week too. McCaffrey, like great player, awesome. Also, we're talking about his quarterback to win MVP now. He he feels, my opinion, he feels irrelevant in offensive player of the year now. He just feels irrelevant to me. There's nothing record setting. There's nothing particularly outlandish. Can be the leading rusher in the league with like 1,200 yards. 
Like what, I mean, what, what is this? We're, we're, we're awarding this, this is happening. His price is the same as Tyreek Hill, almost like 50 cents off. That makes no sense to me. Uh, I think Lamb is probably the second most likely player to win uh, because of schedule the rest of the way. Right? Right, but like, but this, to me, this is like, Lamb bricked the Carolina game. And to me, it's like, this is gonna be one of those bets. Like I bet Lamb off clearly is 40. Like right. he did score like, in the game. He had 40 he's yards, 200 but he did score. Like yeah. he's just like this is going to be one of those bets that age is great and doesn't win. That's what this is going to be. Like that's it, that's what it's going to be. He's going to come in second. Like that's the really likely path here. I think he's the second most likely player to win, and he's not priced like it. So like it is still a good bet. But like let's be really honest. Like Tyreek's got a two hundred yard lead, and he leads the league in receiving touchdowns. He has to be really bad for this to get shaken up now. Now that like this has taken shape this way, Lamb is the most likely player to catch him soon because the schedule is so advantageous. You got two games coming up where you could have huge games. So I, I think like let's see what happens this weekend. I already have Tyreek from earlier in the year, but like if you're coming into this market new, if he's anywhere close to this next week and the lead is this big, like I think you can I think you can bet Tyreek really confidently going forward. But I think you gotta get past the Jets game. It's such a hang up in terms of a statistical game. Coming up in hour number three on the show, we will get NBA bets for tonight with our pal Alex Christensen, aka Noobs, prop bets for week twelve in the NFL with our friend Connor Allen. But coming up next, we'll continue our handicap week twelve in the National Football League, and we'll start with that AFC South showdown in Houston with the Jaguars and the Texans.